The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. Ken and Cheryl here, and we have an unusual show for you today. Dan Woolley, relief worker and author of Unshaken, Rising from the Ruins of Hades Hotel, Montana, is going to be telling his story. Well, one year after the tragic earthquake in Haiti, the first known survivor count has been written. Dan Woolley was buried under tons of rubble for 65 hours in utter darkness with a deep gash on his leg and wound to his head. While the cleanup of the incredible devastation and rebuilding in Haiti continues, this riveting account provides hope and encouragement for all who face what seem like overwhelming challenges in their relationships, careers, and lives. Stay tuned for a miraculous story that will encourage you to take every breath with purpose. Now to introduce our guest for today, Dan Woolley is an Interactive Strategies Director of uh, Compassion International and creator of MyKidsWeek.com. He earned his bachelor's degree in English and International Studies from Azusa Pacific University and has spent his career working with nonprofit organizations. Dan currently uses his web skills at Compassion International, where he has been uh, heavily involved in developing a website for Compassion's Child Survivor Program. After his rescue from beneath Hades Hotel, Montana, Dan appeared on national networks to share his story, and he's with us today. He and his wife, Christy, reside in Colorado Springs with their two young sons. Welcome, Dan. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Dan, I have to say that your book may be the most emotionally intense one that I've ever read. Uh, it, is, it was really hard to see the pages for my tears. And while it's very heart-wrenching, it's also heartwarming as you share your triumphs. Why did you decide to write about this uh, really intensely private uh, journey of yours and Christie's? Well, we all face difficult situations in our lives and you know things that may seem beyond our ability to handle, and I think we can we can learn from each other's experiences, and um, you know, learn for us. This was a faith experience as well, and and there's a lot we gained out of these experiences that um, changed our view of faith and changed our view of challenges as they come to us. So we wanted to share some of that. Well, you did a beautiful job with it, Dan, and and yours is really a dual story. Uh, give us a backdrop of the intertwining stories. Well, you know, on the surface, this book is what people would expect. It's the story of my survival and rescue after the Haiti earthquake. But my wife and I have also chosen to tell a backstory of the struggle we fought through earlier in our marriage with a challenging depression experience. Um, and, you know, we found that that had many parallels to my experience being trapped in the darkness after the earthquake. 
And, you know, we chose to talk about how our faith and God's grace played into both of those experiences. Well, it is, uh, as I say, intensely emotional and, um, and yet heartwarming at the same time. Uh, the title, Unshaken, is that of particular significance to you? Yes, it is. You know, I believe when we face a tough challenge, um, tough challenges shake our lives in different ways. And, and sometimes the things that are not so important shake away, and the things that are core to our lives uh, remain and in some ways remain unshaken. And so that's, uh, that's the significance of that for us. Uh, Dan, this is Ken Dawson. Uh, sorry, I came in a little late. Uh, wonderful story. The only analogy I can use, which you might remember, was a Marine Corps uh, barracks bombing. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, and we had uh, our barracks bombed in 1983. Right. I read that uh, with uh, just utter horror, but also uh, just so such wonderful courage on the part of Marines and many civilians who went in to help uh, trapped workers. Uh, uh, I'm sure in many respects a very similar experience, but uh, unfortunately we see these all over the world. Yeah, I, you know, whether it be an earthquake or, or, or bombings or, or things like that, um, you know, there are challenges that we have in our life, even like we shared with the depression stuff. There are challenges in our lives that, that feel beyond our ability to handle. And so how do we handle those? What, what do we do when we're faced with something like that? Well, and what we, uh, I say we, uh, we the Marine Corps, we're, we're all brothers around the world. Uh, what we discovered was the unbelievable amount of uh, inner strength that you find that uh, you no longer uh, thought you had. Uh, the only relationship I can draw is in Marine Corps boot camp where, just when you think you can't do any more, uh, your drill instructor says, well, guess what? You're, you have a long way to go, and you find the strength to do things that you never thought you had, and it's just unbelievable uh, how much we have within us when we're stretched to the limit. Yeah, it's definitely true. I, I, I definitely learned a lot about what I had inside of me um, you know, through this crisis. Well, everyone is aware of the overwhelming devastation and ongoing tragedy there in Haiti. Tell us why you were there to begin with. Sure. Well, Haiti was in a state of disaster before the earthquake hit. And uh, my organization, Compassion International, had been caring for children living in poverty for many years, even before the quake. So I was there to tell uh, stories through video about Compassion's work with, with children, with mothers, with babies, and, um, you know, that's what brought me there. Yes. And so many people were killed in the earthquake, uh, Dan, and, and you lost also a colleague who was only a few feet from you at the time the quake hit. How do you think about your survival in terms of, of the midst of so much loss? Well, I, I will never claim to understand why God allowed me to live when others did not. Um, and I, I definitely don't take lightly the difference between my outcome and, and the suffering of others. In fact, um, you know, I live with that. Honestly, I live with that every day. Um, but I've chosen, I had to choose, um, I've chosen to fully mourn the losses at the same time that I fully rejoice in my rescue and, and, and my return to my family. Yes, that's an extremely helpful uh, perspective. And Give us a word picture, if you will, of, of the scene right after the quake when you realized that you had survived the collapse of the hotel. 
Yeah, I, boy, I found myself just in, in, in unimaginable chaos and ruin. Um, you know, I was in complete darkness that just, it was just transcended. It just was smothering darkness. And um, when I, you know, I had my camera with me, and when I would flash around, I couldn't make sense of what was around me. I uh, really appreciated the, the pictures that were uh, in, in the middle of the book, Dan. And were those from your camera, or was it a combination of yours and others? Yeah, some of, some of those pictures um, were from my camera immediately after the earthquake, um, pictures that I took of the rubble because I was trying to make sense of my surroundings. And so by taking a picture, I could look on the back of the camera and, and, and get a sense for what I was looking at. Some of the pictures also were from my rescuers who took pictures, um, you know, to assess to assess the rescue. But um, I was able to use those uh, pictures to to help me get to a, to safety. Tell us about that because that was, I mean, that was a life and death decision right there on your part. Yeah, within the first uh, couple minutes after the earthquake, I'm I'm trying, you know, I'm realizing I, I survived this initial earthquake, which was. Uh, quite staggering, uh, a quite staggering earthquake, and um, but I didn't feel like I was in a safe place. I knew that aftershocks would come, and I felt like the, the hotel could collapse further. And so I took some pictures around me, and um, in one of the pictures I saw uh, what turned out to be an elevator car, and it was about 20 feet away. I had to crawl under, you know, through the rubble and, and under some other. Um, uh, things that were falling, uh, and I was I was concerned about uh, making that making that choice, but uh, I felt like that would be a lot safer to me to be in a you know enclosed metal box. Um, so I crawled over to the elevator, and uh, right after I did, the first aftershock hit, which was uh, quite uh, an intense aftershock, and another wall fell where I where I had just been, and so um, you know that decision saved my life. Dan, I recently had a chance to talk to a gentleman who um, uh, was on top of one of the Twin Towers in New York City, and uh, fortunately he made it out, but um, so many of his colleagues and friends did not, and he and I were sharing uh, you know, many of the similar experiences that I experienced when I uh, came out of the Marine Corps. I came out early, and my Marine buddies went over and were killed in Vietnam, uh, and he found it to be extraordinarily uh, helpful to talk to me about it because it was a kind of a relief to uh, uh, get it out of his system and, and help others in the process. I sense the same thing with you. Is that true? Yeah, it has been, uh, it has been helpful for me to process this. Uh, you know, the, if you want to forget about an experience, don't write a book. Um, but it's given me an opportunity, actually, to really interrogate what happened, you know, detail by detail, moment by moment, and uh, I've really discovered a lot about about what happened. And um, you know, in some cases, I think the miracles that that kept me alive, and I've had to come to grips with, okay, why did some of this happen? And, and so um, it's been a it's been a helpful process. It's interesting. I've actually found um, I've had several conversations with uh, with veterans. Um, that I don't think I ever could have had before, but I found I have some things in common with them now uh, after this experience that um, you know maybe I didn't have before. And I can't tell you how important that is for them. Cheryl and I do a lot of volunteering. Uh, I do as much as possible speaking to veterans all over the world. And, and 
let me give you an example. Uh, Vietnam, for instance, uh, was an experience that uh, our country will never forget, and many, many Vietnam veterans came back and said they would never, ever talk about it. And as a result of not talking about it, it was all bottled up, and they never got uh, any relief at all. And, and therapists have discovered that uh, talking about an experience like this is, is very helpful, not only for yourself but for others. So I'm sure you're finding the same thing with veterans. You know, that's, that's, uh, that'd be very interesting to do. I, I've just had some, uh, you know, almost accidental conversations, which, which have been uh, meaningful, I think, in both directions. So yeah, I'll probably seek out opportunities for that as well. Yeah, I would, I would really, really recommend that uh, you try to do it. The veterans organizations, I know for certain, would love to have you speak to them. Well, we just have a minute left here, but once you were in that elevator, uh, Dan, did you and you and you saw that uh, aftershock occur? Uh, how, how did you feel then? Well, I was just grateful to be alive, um, you know, and and immediately um, called out to God uh, a message of you know just thanks and gratefulness for for once again preserving my life in in, a, in an amazing crazy crisis. Yes. Well, we're going to be covering more about this incredible journey and harrowing experience that you had, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. News. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Are you unhappy with your life? Looking to get unstuck from your rut? Are your fears of happiness, love, and success holding you back? You deserve a second chance. Tune in to Second Chances with Susan Armstrong. Each show will help you find your inner success. Whether it's financial success, relationship success, or the happiness and freedom in your personal life. You'll hear from Susan and some of the most influential guests who are talking the talk and walking that walk. 
Second Chances airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Dan Woolley, and we're hearing about his incredible survival of the um, her, uh, earthquake in Haiti. And, Dan, once you were in that elevator, what are some of the things that you uh, really had to do? in order to survive, and tell us where some of the ideas came back, with, uh, came from as well. You know, it's, um, I really feel like, you know, I'm in this chaotic situation, and, and it, it feels like more than I can handle, but yet I had this presence of mind and, and this calm that came over me, so I really feel that God intervened and, and gave some of that to me and, and helped me think through some things I could do to, to, to survive. One of those first things was um, I was severely injured. I had, a, I had a gash on my leg that went, went all the way to the bone, um, nearly from my knee to my ankle. And uh, I had some kind of fracture there, too, and then uh, in the back of my head uh, was, was bleeding as well. So um, I was worried about how do I, how do I treat my wounds um, because I survived the earthquake, but now I could just you know, die, of, die of my injuries. And uh, I remembered I had an app on my iPhone. And uh, so I was able to pull that up. It had pre-downloaded uh, first aid information on it, and uh, I was able to use that to help um, to help treat my wounds. And uh, what I'm sure our listeners are already uh, in awe of your courage and your uh, compassion, brothers, and what you do. Uh, share with our listeners what it is you would like them to take away from uh, reading your book and listening to our show. Well, I think, you know, I think a couple things. You know, one, again, um, maybe most people won't face, you know, as dramatic an experience as I did with this earthquake, but all of us experience challenges that feel like they're beyond our ability to handle. And, um, you know, I, I guess I'd encourage people to, to take courage in those situations. Uh, I'm a person of faith. I definitely encourage people to, to, to rely on their faith, to call out to God for help, um, in my experience, I felt like God was right there with me in the darkness, in the trenches, helping me on a moment-by-moment basis. And I believe that that's available for everyone who calls to him, so that's, that's an important piece of it as well. Um, and then also, you know, for those who deal with maybe a more normal challenge like depression, you know, a very common challenge that one in ten uh, American adults uh, deal with depression, and yet so little is known about it. Um, that's also something that, uh, you know, that I encourage people to, to take courage about and to um, hold on to hope. Sometimes you have to hold on beyond, you know, when you think that there's no light coming, that there's no rescue coming, you, you have to keep on holding on. And, um, you know, that both of our experiences that we shared in this book are about, are about that tenacity and, and that determination to hold on and, and getting through to rescue. Dan, another area that's of huge significance and importance to the military, as I'm sure you've read about, is uh, uh, 
the huge number of suicides that are occurring from uh, our veterans. Oftentimes they're active military, sometimes they're veterans, sometimes those coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, but uh, for uh, reasons that are in many respects uh, beyond the understanding of uh, doctors in the military, uh, our suicide rate is uh, much higher than it should be. So, again, going back to speaking to these groups, uh, your message would be extraordinarily hopeful and helpful, and uh, uh, we'll do all we can to help your message get to as many military organizations as possible because I think it's extraordinarily important. That's great. I, you know, definitely my heart goes out to anyone dealing with these uh, these challenges. I've read those same, you know, news stories about about that challenge in in the military today, and um, you know, there's just a lot of understanding that needs to be developed um, about these these issues. Um, there is hope, but um, you know, there are important things to look at to to get to that hope. And there is a difference in the um, chronic uh, uh, or clinical depression that your wife suffered for about six years versus the depression that most of us probably experience at one time or another with challenges we go through. Share the, the dynamic of, uh, um, you know, how different those two types of depression are. Yeah, depression is interesting because it, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, a spectrum. You know, all of us get depressed. All of us have a blue day or, or you know, some, we have a tragedy in life and and, and we feel, you know, we feel sad, um, maybe inexplicably sad, but for most of us that experience lasts a short time and, and may not affect, um, you know, other parts of our body, may not affect our sleep, may, may not affect, um, you know, our appetite and, and things like that. Um, but then, you know, one in ten Americans, um, one in ten adults uh, goes through more of a clinical depression, which is, um, you know, that depre- those depressing feelings um, continue and uh, are, are very difficult to overcome and actually start affecting your physical uh, body, your physical experience. One of the biggest challenges with depression is uh, it can actually change the chemistry makeup of your mind and the, um, and the uh, you know, the way that your, um, you know, your different uh, cells and, and nerves are connecting with each other. You know, your decision-making process in your brain actually gets altered um, by the depression, and that's where it becomes more of a cycle that's that's harder to get out of. Um, you know, the good news is there's a lot of uh, there are great medications. There's there's therapy that can help. Um, there are treatments that are very effective. It may not be as fast as some people uh, as, as we all wish they were, but if someone seeks treatment and uh, goes after it diligently, then uh, there is hope to get out of those experiences. Dan, the uh, uh, crisis in Haiti, unfortunately, is an ongoing tragedy. It appears that, uh, in many respects, uh, so many things are against these poor people. The weather, of course, is certainly uh, a tremendous problem. Uh, And back to your point, uh, so many volunteers and courageous people like yourself who jump in and try to help have to be experiencing uh, some of this clinical and other forms of depression on an ongoing basis. Are you experiencing that? You know, I, I find that those there's something about reaching out and helping um, that actually I think tends to be a counter 
to uh, depression. You know, I'm, it is easy to get overwhelmed when you see the need and, and just feel like, wow, nothing, you know, there's no progress being made or, or not fast enough. But, um, but I actually feel that, uh, you know, those who are, who are choosing to make a difference, who aren't just, you know, succumbing to the media reports of, of all the bad things happening, but they, they get to see the difference in one life, the life of one child, um, you know, like through Compassion International, reaching to one child and breaking that child out of the cycle of poverty, um, you know, that is, that is such a hopeful experience that it helps you face the big problems of a place like Haiti and continue to, to do the good work. So, you know, I definitely think on, um, you know, on the side of nonprofits or those who are trying to work for change, um, you know, we all have to fight despair and, and um, you know, feelings of things are never going to get better. Um, but one of the best ways to do that is to be involved in solutions that are making a difference in, in one life. Dan, for our listeners, uh, I'm sure they have questions about this, just as Cyril and I do. Uh, give our listeners a update on uh, uh, how things are going and, and what do you see uh, happening down the road in terms of solutions and helping uh, that poor country and its wonderful people uh, uh, in every way we can. Well, you know, um, I, I just uh, returned from Haiti. I was there um, the week of the uh, the week of the anniversary of the earthquake, and it was it was a very rich time for me to be able to go back and, and reconnect with some people that I that I connected with last year and, and see the progress and, and even to face the the Hotel Montana again. Um, but um, you know what I've seen is there are a lot of reports about what's not happening, but that there really is a lot of progress that's being made. Uh, again, sometimes you have to look on the individual basis. You have to look at you know, okay, this child, you know, this this community, this family, and you get to see those stories of, of real and lasting change. Um, where I, I saw more rubble, I think, in people's in people's hearts um, than I did on the streets, uh, you know, there's definitely this burden that everybody carries um, because of, of all the loss, all the people, you know, family that they lost, um, yet there's this resilience in the Haiti, in the Haiti people um, that I think we can all learn from. I, you know, I, I predict that, you know, in years hence, we will be able to look at Haiti and say, wow, we've got a lot that we can learn from how that, that people face immense challenges and 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 persevered through them uh so uh, you know i would encourage people who who care or who cared at the time of the earthquake um to continue to look for signs of hope in haiti and um you know find credible organizations like compassion international to invest in uh, to make a difference haiti still needs our help but i think one day haiti will rise and, and we can all learn from them well, uh, I think also, uh, Dan, that just being able to reach out and help with people who are just in such desperate circumstances helps us to keep in balance or to keep perspective on our own challenges that we're dealing with. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Well, going back to that elevator, um, you initially feared succumbing to shock. How did you manage to overcome that? Well, I did look at the... Um I looked at the iPhone uh, app that I had, the first aid app, and uh, it encouraged me to raise my feet above uh, my head and, and just to, you know, kind of calm. I was starting to hyperventilate, so I had to kind of calm my spirit and, and uh, calm my breathing. And 
Um, and then I was worried about falling asleep, so I set my alarm on my phone to, to keep me from falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And there were others who survived nearby you. Tell about the interactions uh, among them. You know, probably my biggest battle, even beyond the physical battle I experienced, was a battle to hold on to hope, a battle for, you know, my mind, for, for sanity, and for, um, for holding on to, you know, a sense of hope in these almost impossible uh, circumstances. And one of the things that was really helpful for that was, was companionship. Um, I was able to yell out and, and uh, find some other people who were trapped nearby, and we were able to talk with each other. Um, we encouraged each other. We prayed together. Um, we sang songs together. We even told jokes a few times. And, um, you know, that was a tangible sense of hope that, that came from that, knowing that, you know, we're not completely isolated, we're not completely alone. Then another analogy relative to the military, um, I am a, a voracious reader of anything military, and there are so many heartwarming and wonderful stories of uh, veterans. Uh, uh, one in particular has to do with Hanoi Hilton back in Vietnam. Uh, John McCain was there and. uh He's written a book about it, as others have, but there are so many stories of uh, veterans who are communicating through each other through a tapping system, and it's just uh, extraordinary value of courage. Well, we're going to take a break here, but we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Cheryl here with Dan Woolley, author of Unshaken Rising from the Ruins of Hades Hotel, Montana. And uh, Dan, we, you've already told a good a portion of your story, but I think one of the most compelling uh, parts of it is that you were able to journal in the darkness. Tell us what that meant to you to be able to write to your family under those circumstances. Well, you know, I re- this really was an experience of, um, you know, as I tried to assess my situation and, and assess the likelihood that I was going to get out of there, um, it just seemed like in all likelihood that this would be this would be my last hours my last days on earth and uh, I would never get back to my family and that was heartbreaking for me it's heart-wrenching for me to think that that you know for any effort I might make uh, it was out of my control and I may not be rescued in time so um, I, I, I asked God is there anything I can do for my family and of course I prayed for them um, but I also realized that I had a journal and I had uh, had a pen, and so I would use my camera to shine a light on the journal and I'd write some notes. And um, to know that at least if I was never, if I wasn't going to be, you know, an ongoing presence in my family's life and in the development of my boys and, and the care for my wife, um, you know, at least if I could, I could say some last messages. Um, that that was, uh, you know, I was grateful for that. I was grateful for that opportunity. And so, um, you know, I tried in the darkness to, to think of, you know, what could I say that would make a difference to them. Dan, I'm a big uh, Barry Gillis fan, and I'm looking at your book, and I see uh, Barry Gillis uh, wrote on the cover, Powerful, Personal, and Faith-Enhancing. Barry Gillis, for those who may not know of him, is... Uh, uh, on um, has his own show and uh, does a huge amount in terms of survival techniques around the world. And, and last night, uh, believe it or not, I was watching him uh, be the first in the world to take a, uh, uh, I'm not sure what they call it. It's, it's, uh, it, it was over, he and his friend went over uh, uh, 
some of the largest mountains in the world for the first time in history. So the guy, I mean, the guy is fantastic. And uh, how did you uh, come across Bear, or does he he learned of you, or what is your relationship with Bear? Well, you know, it really started. Uh, I was just a fan. My, my, uh, I have two young boys, and I'm always looking for things to. Um, to inspire them and and you know I just want to help them grow up to be uh to be great men and 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 leaders in the world and um you know I saw this show Man versus Wild that Bear right. the Bear hosts and you know it's just a great way to learn about um perseverance and courage and 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 survival techniques which are important and I want to go on the kind of adventures with my boys uh, sometime in the future and so um we just watched that show and and I found I never knew that I would be actually using some of the things I learned on his show um, in my own survival experience. So that was just, you know, kind of stunning to get to that point that, wow, I'm, I'm in one of those situations I've seen on TV. What do I do with this? And so um, after I got out, I reached out to him and, and thanked him for, um, for inspiring me and, and, and actually helping me. Um, and... Then I sent him a copy of my book, and, and uh, he loved it. And he, he's just said several times that he finds, you know, my story inspiring, and, and you know, those are the kinds of stories that, that he likes to, um, you know, be involved in. So it's been great to have a little bit of a, a relationship with him. Yeah, he's, a, he's an incredible guy with an incredible background. And, and on a personal note, uh, you know, I'm a survivalist, have been ever since the Marine Corps. And uh, Cheryl and I do a lot of traveling. Matter of fact, you're out in Colorado. We've been out west doing a number of uh, things. We have a motorcycle and do a lot of survival-type activities. And, and it's, it's so helpful to people who really don't understand. Uh, on a personal level, when I talk to people all the time, they talk about survival and how to do it. And so many times you can share ideas and concepts and thoughts with people who you never thought would ever ask or avail themselves of your information. So everyone can do it. Yeah, you know, for me, I mean, the most important thing was just the determination to do whatever it took, you know, no matter what that was, to do what it took to survive. That was the most important thing for me. And so, um, you know, I was, but there were some specific things I learned from his, him as well. And, you know, I was just grateful for for the connection I had with him. And I was actually on Anderson Cooper with him a, a couple of weeks ago. It was fun. Oh, great. Well, some of the other survival stories you tell in the book are tremendous. We won't be able to cover all of them, but, uh, uh, you know, how you assessed what was in that, you know, mostly rocks, but you found some wire to help, you know, uh, tie on the, the shirt around your leg, and you found some gum in your in sh- uh, pocket and were able to use that to help you out. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing how, how uh, you can take inventory and find uses for the most uh, things that we usually trash. Yeah, exactly. Tell us um, when you and, and those in your area were able to make contact with rescuers and what it was like uh, as others uh, be, were begun to be rescued around you. Well, you know, again, uh, assessing my situation, it just didn't seem likely that, that rescuers, I knew this was a catastrophic earthquake. I knew that this hotel wouldn't be the only building that had collapsed. And so in a city that was as poor as, as Port-au-Prince was, um, you know, up on the hill away from the center of the city, how long would it take uh, to get rescuers to our, our area, and could, could I survive that long? So, you know, the, my assessment, I always held on to hope. I always was hoping to be rescued, but my assessment was 
it didn't seem very likely uh, though I was going to do everything I could to, to hang in there. So when when actually we we were able to make contact with some rescuers on the outside, um, you know the other people I was with just broke out into a song of praise to God. Um, you know, and we all sang together because it was just this moment of euphoria. I mean, it was an amazing moment to say, wow, rescuers have reached us, and they're coming for us. Um, but then, you know, the challenge for me was I was in a different area than these other guys, and, and they were rescued, and then um, the sounds of rescue went away. And, and I found myself feeling like I had come this close to rescue, and then I had been forgotten and abandoned. And I'll tell you, there's, there's, uh, I've never felt such despair as I felt when that hope of rescue had come so close and then was yanked away. Yes, it was very powerful as you uh, described that in the book. And you had an incredible vision during the hours right before your rescue. Can you share that with us? I'd love to. I actually, actually had two. Um, so it was at that time of despair after they had, um, you know, the rescuers had, had left, and, and I wondered what was going to happen, um, that I was calling out in prayer to God, and uh, God told me to worship Him. You know, and I kind of felt, wow, really, right now? I don't really feel like worshiping right now. Um, but I started praying, and I started uh, singing, and uh, through that experience of, of, of really putting my faith again in God, um, I felt like I was transported out of the darkness. Um, and any time I opened my eyes, I was again in complete darkness. But when I closed my eyes, I felt like I experienced this vision of, of being in this beautiful field with, with a field of stars above me, uh, as if I was at a farm and just, you know, this amazing field of stars above me. There were wispy clouds uh, flying by. And um, I was actually in, in water in some kind of jacuzzi or something like that and just experienced this, this sense of calm and, and peace um, that, again, I'm, I'm at the bottom of a collapsed hotel in complete darkness, um, barely hanging on in my injuries, yet here I am experiencing this amazing sense of calm and peace. And, and that's where my faith and, and, and God's, you know, reaching out to me and His grace for me um, made, made this amazing difference. So that was, that was this incredible time. And, and through that time, His message to me was to trust Him. Whether I live or die, trust Him and His plan for me and my family. And at the end of that experience, I was able to do that. Excellent. Well, we just have a moment left here in the um, in this segment. But uh, what was it like when you first uh, then saw your rescuer? Well, you know, right after that, I um, I actually uh, started to despair again for some reason, and and uh, I, I had crawled out of the elevator and and, and was laying um, with a lot you know loss of hope. And at that moment, above the elevator, in the shaft above the elevator, I saw the light of, uh, on the helmet of my rescuer. And he came down and said, I'm here for you. I'm going to get you out. And, uh, oh, just an amazing rush of, of hope and relief and, um, and, and love for my family. It was almost like one of those stars in your vision had come down there right into that elevator shaft, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was just this amazing, you know, I'll never forget that moment of seeing that light coming down uh, really to rescue me and pull me out. Well, when we return from break, we'll hear more about Dan's miraculous story, so stay tuned. 
opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Michelle Kors Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are listening to total career success with ken and cheryl dawson do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're with Dan Woolley. We're t- um, learning about his amazing story of survival. And, Dan, in the last segment, you talked about that light of, uh, of your rescuer coming into the elevator shaft. And you say in the book that there is something about staring at death in the darkness that illuminates our lives. What did you mean by that? You know, I think, I think as we go through life, um, you know, there, there's our values and, and, and our priorities. If we were to sit down and kind of lay those out, we could explain those to people. But, um, but then on, on a day-to-day basis, uh, life tends to get blurry and complicated and and, um, you know, all of a sudden we may find ourselves looking back at our lives and saying, hey, what happened to those priorities? What happened to those values and those beliefs that were most important to me? And uh, that's really what illuminated my life, you know, when I, when I was minutes, hours away from death as far as I was concerned. Um, all of that comes back into focus. 
And that's one of the things that I've tried to hold on to as I've come out of this experience is what is most important to me. For me, it was faith, and it was family, and it was service to others. And so how do I live that out today? How do I live that out in the next two hours? Um, I'm still still learning about that. And that's one of the things I share, um, you know, that, that kind of learning, that kind of processing is some, one of the things I share on, on my blog at uh, danwoolley.net. Dan, tell us about your uh, plans of the future. You obviously have a wonderful story to tell. Uh, it's a it's a story that uh, grips the heart of everyone who listens or reads about it. Uh, share with us your plans and how you literally uh, hope to change the world. <laughs> well, I think we all should be about uh, changing the world. Uh, you know, kind of making it a better place than than how we found it. And um, for me, uh, you know, I believe so much in the work that Compassion International uh, does. The 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 organization I'm involved in. So um, my ongoing work will, uh, I believe, continue um, to be through compassion, uh, reaching out to one child at a time, breaking the cycle of poverty um, at a, at a you know, ch- child's level, at a, at a community level, uh, working through the local church. So that's one aspect. Um, I will be sharing with people about my story, where it can be encouraging to others. Uh, I want to continue to do that. And... Um, uh, you know, just trying to help learn from my experience. I'm still learning from my experience, and if others want to come along for that journey, then then I'm going to, um, you know, continue to be open with that journey in, in ways that hopefully can, can reach others. I just thought of another group that would have a huge uh, need for your services, and that's the survivors of 9-11, the firemen, the policemen. Uh, you know, as, as people were running out of the building, firemen and policemen were running in, and course never made it out and their stories are so wonderful and inspirational as well uh it just seems like there's no end to the number of people you can help all over the world well i'll uh you know i think we can all learn from each other's journeys in life and and uh, in faith and so uh, i'll definitely be looking for opportunities to be involved in that those conversations and Dan, you mentioned how um, your learning really changes with time. Is there something um, that has come to you since the book has come out now? Well, I think there are a lot of things that, that continue to, to come to me. Um, <coughs> excuse me. One of those is just, just really trying to hold on to that clarity. Um, you know, again, I had that sense of clarity uh, when I was moments away from death. But but then you know kind of come back into life, um, you know, and, and 500 emails I need to answer this morning, and and all of a sudden you know where's the priority of my faith? Where's the priority of caring for my family in in today in to, in today's duties? And how do I hold on to that? Um, I've told people I I have I'm fortunate. I feel like I have a reset button. And um, when things start to get blurry for me, and I wonder where my priorities sit. I can reach down, I can touch the scar on my leg, and it brings me back to that moment of clarity that I had. And uh, so I'm trying to, you know, find ways. How do I tangibly do that on a day-to-day basis in my life? And if I can find ways to encourage others. I am working on uh, my own iPhone app that I'm going to call Reset Button, and um, that's going to have some challenges in it to, to help all of us, especially me, you know, just remember what are some of the things uh, that can bring us back to those most important priorities in our life? Excellent. And tell our listeners where they can get more information about Compassionate International. 
Yeah, Compassion International is a child development organization. Um, Compassion.com is is a great place to go for uh, information about how to help kids break the cycle of poverty. Um, you know, these kids are in darkness uh, as as much as I was in darkness, and and they face the same kinds of despair that I experienced just for my short three days. Uh, these these kids are are facing this day in and day out. Yet there is hope, um, and you know, just a $38 a month commitment uh, to, to help a child and, and to write to a child uh, can, can literally break that cycle of poverty for that child and, and make a difference in the future of, of that child's community. And, and even we may see nations change because of this kind of ministry. Absolutely. There's a wonderful chorus, uh, uh, worship chorus, You Are God Alone, that says that God is unchangeable, unshakable, unstoppable. How does this reality change your outlook on, on whatever challenge you might face in the future, Dan? Well, again, you know, my faith in in God was um, was critical for me when I faced an impossible challenge, absolutely impossible to manage. You know, there was nothing I could do to break myself out of this um, of this situation, and. Uh, you know, I couldn't sustain my own life. I could, I could do these efforts, these small efforts that made some difference, but I knew ultimately I relied on, on, on God's intervention, God's choice for my life. And, um, but knowing that, that He is reliable, that He loves each of us, and that He has the power to impact our lives, um, was, was critical for me. It was the most critical thing in my experience was having that faith and trust in God, and, and really this book was a journey of that faith, um, you know, going from really questioning that to relying on that firm foundation that he provides. Absolutely. And how can folks get a hold of Unshaken? Unshaken is available in bookstores around the country. Um, it's also available online at places like Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, Borders.com. Um, you can find out more information about the book at danwoolley.net. So um, these are all places that you can you can find out about the book. And, and uh, you know, I just hope that this book can be an encouragement to others in some way. Well, I know it has been to me, Dan, and I, I want to commend you on the, on the effort and what you're doing to help others as a result of your experience and also Christy. I want to encourage her um, for sharing her uh, very compelling uh, story of experience with depression. Any final words that you'd like to share with our audience as we uh, close the show? Um, yeah, I guess I just want to encourage people, whatever challenges you face in life, um, you know, hang on with perseverance and, um, you know, reach out to others in your lives. That's something we learned through the Depression, that there were people around us who could help. Um, but also reach out to God. He's, uh, he's available to each of us if we come humbly and, and, and ask for his help. And uh, for those who may, you know, most people won't end up in an earthquake like I did, perhaps, but, but a lot of people will face issues of depression. And if you face those issues, um, there is hope through treatment. And um, a lot of people feel judged. They feel like uh, I'm a bad person because I have this challenge. And I just encourage you, um, you know, these are normal challenges that a lot of people face but there is hope through, through effective treatment. Um, you know, seek that out. Uh, seek that out for your loved ones. Um, you can get out of whatever these challenges in life are that you face. Thank you very much for being on our show today, Dan, for your wonderful book, Unshaken. 
And to all of those listening, uh, uh, this is a story that will encourage you and inspire you. So I, uh, I recommend it highly. And we have another great show planned for you next week. Be sure to join us then. And thank you so much for being on. Please share your story with all of our wonderful veterans around the world. God bless you. God bless. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.